Okay, good evening, everyone. We're going to start another vad about the Torah of the Vilna Gain. Very exciting. On this week's parasha, Parashas Kisavai. Parashas Kisavai has a pretty famous pasuk that is talking about tefillin. And the pasuk says in Parak Chafches, pasuk Yod, V'ra'u kal ha'aretz, all of the nations of the world will see They'll see that the name of Hashem is called upon you, the Yarumimekha, and they will fear you. They will fear you. So what are they looking at? When they look at us and they see that Hashem's name is upon us, so what are they, uh, and then they'll be afraid of us. So Chazal, in a few places, in Brachas and Megillah, Darshan Elu Tfilin Shabarash. This is the Tfilin Shabarash, the Tfilin that you wear in your head. This is what the Gayim look at. Remember, in the olden days, we used to wear Tfilin the whole day. It's only a, a fairly recent phenomenon that a Jew only wears his Tfilin uh, by davening. Um, but back in the day, you know, and even today in certain places in the world, in Eretz Yisrael, in Yerushalayim, a lot of uh, you see people walking around with tefillin a whole day. Um, my son is in a yeshiva, in a, and, and his Rosh Yeshiva wears tefillin uh, for first Seder. He takes it off for davening, and then he puts it on again for Seder. And um, so he told me a cute story that they were... Uh, there was like a Sudas Prado, like they were saying goodbye to a guy that was going back to America, and he was, you know, basically waxing nostalgic about his experience with bass and ha- uh, the yeshiva that he was in. And he said, um, he said that, um, he says, I knew from the first day of the yeshiva that this is a place for me. He says, how did I know that? Because I came in at like 9.30 in the morning, I saw the Rosh putting on tefillin. So, you know, I knew that this was, you know, he thought that it was like, this is like he was putting on tefillin for the first time. What is with you with that talus by Minchah? Well, what? What? Why do they? I never saw that. Where do they put on a talus by Minchah? Really? I never saw them. They probably missed the portion of Shachari, so they make Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. There is a Meshachachma. Meshachachma says that the reason why we put on tefillin, talus and tefillin by, by shachris, I mean, the minute, again, we used to put it on a whole day until night, but nowadays the minute developed that we only put it on shachris. Now, why should it be by shachris? Maybe we should put it on by mincha. If we're just doing it for davening, so why do you put it on shachris? So Meshachachma says, a beautiful pshat, that the Pasuk says by Avram Avinu, imichut v'atzreich na'al, Avraham Avinu was saying that I'm not taking anything from Melech Sadaim, not a string nor a, a shoe strap. And Gemara, the Gemara Darshans that in the schus that Avraham Avinu said in Michot, he was zeichet to, uh, to, the, to the chut of Tzitzis. And in the, in the merit that he says that I'm not going to take a, um, a srech nal, a leather shoe strap, so he was zeichet to Ritzuah Tfilin. We see from here that, that Tfilin and Tzitzis are in the domain of Avraham Avinu. Avraham Avinu was the one that brought these two mitzvahs to the world. So, Shachris is, of course, whose tefillah? Avraham Avinu, right? Avraham Avinu was Mesach and Tefillah Shachris. So, Meshachachma says that that's why 
uh, we put on talis and tefillin bedafka by Shachris because Shachris is Shaykh Tavram Avinu. In any event, let's see a beautiful story. Uh, I love this story. It's, uh, it's on the first page on, uh, well, there's no page number, but where it says Nusach Acher. Shamati misapram alagain Rabbeinu Elio, that's the Vilnagain. Shepam achas lon linas laila beves hamalon. Once upon a time, he slept at night in a in an inn. Vayhiba biker, and it was in the morning. Bal hamalon, amad bal hamalon lispalot filashachris veniach tefillin kados. So the owner, the innkeeper, got up early to daven shachris. He put on tefillin. Vegam hagain zal amad lispalot bechadish shalay veniach tefillin, and the vulnergain as well. Put on his tefillin in his room. Vine pisaim ba ish iker bliyal the hischelakis es bal hamalayin makis ratzach. Suddenly there is like this uh, invader that can't, comes into the inn, and he starts swinging and and hitting uh, the the innkeeper like like really deathly blows. Vayizak zaka gedayla umara and he screams out loud. Then the Vilna Gain heard the screams, the cries of the innkeeper. So the Vilna Gain opens up the room, the, the door of his room, to see what's going on. Why is the owner screaming? And when this bad person saw the face of the guy. Nifchad Ma'id, he was very scared. He fainted. So after everything calmed down, so the innkeeper, you know, came to his normal, he wasn't scared anymore. And he was chilled, so he basically turns to the guy and he says, I don't understand something. Why is it that when, the, when this guy, this invader, came into the, into the inn, he saw me, he came this close to killing me. He saw you, he got all scared, and he, and he fainted. What's the difference between you and me? So the Vilna guy said to him, Ha-pachad nafal al-ha-ikar mitam al-reshi. You know why? Because this, this terrible person, he was afraid because he saw the tefillin. I was wearing tefillin. He saw my tefillin shalresh, and he saw me, and he got scared. After all, that's what the Pasuk means. The Pasuk said that we started with, So I was wearing my tefillin shalresh. So he was, they were petri- the, this, this guy was petrified of me. There's only one problem, says the Baal HaMalayim, with what the guy is saying. I also was davening with tefillin. I was wearing tefillin also on my head. He no doubt saw my tefillin as well. It didn't stop him from killing me. It didn't stop him from like, you know, giving me terrible blows to my head, even though I was wearing tefillin. So what in the world is going on? So the guy answers a very, very important. You said, 
There's a very big difference between the way you wear your tefillin shareish and the way I wear my tefillin shareish. You, your tefillin shareish is on your head. It's on top of your head. My tefillin shareish that I'm wearing is in my head. It's inside of my head. What does that mean? You're putting on the tefillin. You don't have kavana. When we put on our tefillin, honestly, like what are, what are we thinking when we're putting on our tefillin? Are we really having all the proper kavanas and you know whatever is said in the parshas of those tefillin that they're becoming part of my mindset when I'm davening and Shema Yisrael and Kaviyacha, etc. All the various yisaitis of tefillin. Are they going into my head, or is it just like sort of like a little a little box on top of my head? And I know I'm doing a mitzvah, but I really have no. There's no connection. It's not fusing together with my mayach, with my brain. So he says, you're not really thinking when you're wearing your tefillin that you're doing l'shem shemayim. She eiru that your mind and your and your thoughts and your psyche and your 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 intellect and everything is serving Hashem with all of your heart. Because the mitzvah of putting on tefillin is insp- it's, it's not just a, a, a mechanical thing. You put some boxes on your arm and your head and call it a day. It's a deeply religious experience. When a person puts on tefillin in the right way, so a person has to be ma'ayr, he has to be inspired to be an evan nem and takarish barchu. Ukumashano aim banusa shall hinni machavin banachas villain. If does anyone have the minute to say those, the ratsins uh, before the before you put on tefillin in the morning? Uh, I don't either. But uh, but if you were if you would were to say that nusach, this is what you would basically be saying. When I'm putting on my tefillin, I'm having kavana. I'm putting on my tefillin shalyad in order to be meshabed. My arm, my actions, everything that I'm doing should be subservient Hashem. That's what the tefillin shalyad is supposed to symbolize. And when I put on a tefillin shalreish, neged hamayach, shaneshama, shabemaychi, etc., that the neshama in my mayach, an interesting lashon, right? Where do where do the common place that people think a neshama lays is where? Where do you think when you think of your neshama? Where do you think that it, that it lies in your body? And I think I once even read, maybe it was of Aryeh uh, Kaplan, that if a person is asked to point to himself, where do you point when you point to yourself? Right here. Right, very. I, don't, I never saw somebody point to their face when they're asked to point to themselves. Right, even though your face is your face, but but you point to this because this is like an instinctive reaction that this is where my soul is. But the truth is that well, there's different types of souls. There's an neshama and there's a nefesh and there's a few different elements and dimensions of a soul. But but the svarim, the nefesh achayim, and others speak about the nefesh being. Um, the nef- or the neshama being over here. It's really on top of your head. The makam of the tefillin shalreish is really where your neshama is. Um, and, the, uh, and I want to ignite the neshama in my mayach, the neshama in my brain. 
should be enlightened, like the light bulb should go on when I'm putting on tefillin in that place. That's the kavanah. There's a lot going on. We put on tefillin, it's, you know, again, it's, we do it, I think, sort of very mechanically, but there's so much, if we would really understand what tefillin are, we're being mishabed our, our actions, that's our muscle, our, our arm, and we're being mishabed our mayach, our brain, our neshama, our intellect, our, whatever we're trying to strive for in life, intellectually, we want to focus that uh, with the tefillin towards Hashem. The reason why uh, you wear your tefillin is only, it's like a mitzvah nashim alamada. You, you did it at your bar mitzvah. And I think when we were at bar mitzvah, we were a lot more excited about putting on our tefillin and we, we cared about it a lot more. Um, you know, I remember when I was a bar mitzvah boy, I was like, I would make sure that every ritsua was like perfectly equidistant from the other and they're parallel and they look perfect. And then, you know, as you get older and sometimes you see, you know, young yeshiva, bar mitzvah boys and they're still into it and like, it makes you feel good, you know, that somebody's still into it. And then, but then you watch people as they evolve over, over time, quote unquote, you know, and suddenly like they're just slapping them on, they're putting it on, they're, they're doing it very quickly and uh, without any real thought. And so the guy is saying to this person, this innkeeper, wasn't looking to insult him, he was just like giving him a, a you know, is telling him, teaching him a lesson that the way you put on your tefillin is just like, it's just by rote. You're not really thinking about what you're doing. You're not putting all your heart and soul into it. You're doing it, but that's not really, that's not the tefillin shabarish. That's not the tefillin, the way they're really meant to be worn. The way they're meant to be worn is as follows, that the name of Hashem is called upon you, notice that it doesn't say what? What do we call the tefillin? Tefillin shel reish, right? Shouldn't the Gemara have said, that's what I would have written if I was the Gemara. When did you, did you ever hear, these are my tefillin shebereish? Never heard of that one, but the, that's what the Gemara says. Elu tefillin sheberosh. This is the tefillin in your head. Hainu imayideha tefillin ye nikrashem Hashem alecho kenal. If through the tefillin Hashem's name is going to be called upon you, as we just said, as as is really the tefillin is really designed to be that it's supposed to fuse into your brain. It's not even supposed to be on top of your head. It has to be somewhere, so you put it on top of your head, but really, all of the sides of tefillin, all of the essence and the lessons and the, mor- the moral and the, and, and the inspiration of tefillin should be like seeping into your brain, like a drip, you know, like an intravenous drip into your brain of Kedusha, of Tara, of Shema, of Aya. All of that should be entering in- into your brain. So when you have that, that's when a guy that sees such a person wearing the tefillin shalreish in the proper way, that's where he's going to be afraid of you. It's not considered like it's on you, the shame of Hashem. It's like you're wearing your clothing. It's like you're wearing uh, your tefillin, and you're wearing your shirt, and you're wearing your belt, and you're wearing your shoes. It's just another article of clothing for you to wear, but that's not going to inspire any guy to be afraid of you. What are we thinking about when we put on our tefillin? 
Uh, sometimes we're thinking about school. Sometimes we're thinking about, you know, whatever is going on in our life. Sometimes we're thinking about a, a midterm, a final, uh, you know, graduate school, a summer, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever we're, that's what we're thinking about when we're putting on our tefillin. The gam bevadai atomadaber ban derichel, and you're talking derichel also. When you're wearing tefillin, somebody comes over to shmuz with you, I'll shmuz with you, and wearing tefillin or not. So it's not really being worn in a, in a tefillin to go away. The guy that saw you, he wasn't inspired, he wasn't afraid of you, he wasn't awestruck by seeing you, a Yid, wearing his tefillin, because you really, maybe technically you were wearing your tefillin, but you weren't really wearing your tefillin in the way that they were meant to be worn. It's like a baseball cap you're wearing. You're not thinking about it, you don't even know why you're wearing your tefillin. Says the guy in, I'm different. The guy saying that, again, he doesn't mean to brag, he's just saying the facts the way, the way they were. Um, so he says, I'm, I wear tefillin properly, Baruch Hashem. When I wear my tefillin, I'm having kavana that they should be worn the shem shemayim v'shaneshama shemamaychi and that the neshama in my brain v'sharachushin all of my senses v'kaychi and all of my strengths you meshubadim lavadosi yisparach should be all bound in his aveda v'al yedezen nikra alai shem Hashem so the name of Hashem is literally on me al kein nemer alai hakos of the yarimeka that's why I'm zeicha. To something that you were not zeichet to. I'm zeichet. When the guy looked at me, he fainted. Why did he faint? Because he saw a yid wearing tefillin in the real way, in the proper way. He saw a yid with with tefillin shabbarish that the tefillin were in my head. That's why the guy who saw me he was terrorized by the sight. When he saw me wearing the tefillin on my head, and indeed in my head. I want to just add, uh, before we get to a, to a takeaway, I want to add two ha'aras, two thoughts that I, I had over the years about this Vomagayim. The first thought that I had is that it always struck me as strange that the Pasuk says, V'hayulataitafais bein enecha. That, what does Taitafis mean? Anyone know what the literal translation of Taitafis is? What? No. Ornament. Very good. An ornament. Ornament. An ornament. It's like, it should be like an ornament. It's like a jewel. If you look in the arts, I think it says like an ornament between your eyes. So, what? Really? When it says, but in that Pasuk, when it says, not Tfilin, but it says Taitafis. So anyway, it, this is this is the pasuk that teaches us that it has to be beinecha. It has to be you know it, it's not supposed to sit over here. It's not supposed to it's supposed to sit between your eyes, okay? But it's but interesting that it uses that lashon beinecha. And a lot of people, by the way, like the tzedakim, I believe, uh, they used to wear the tefillin mamish between their eyes. They took the pasuk very literally, as we know that tzedakim always took the psukim in the Torah, literally. Anyone know another Pasuk that it used to take literally? Very good, by the Karbanaymer. It says, Mimacharas HaShabbos. So it, they always brought the Karbanaymer on Sunday. 
Um, another, any other? Oh yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Wasn't there also one where they, um, there was a punishment that the literal chart of the process is like cutting off someone's brain, I think it was. Oh, I don't know about that, but. Okay, but that's, that's what I was thinking. The, that, the, um, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, Don't light a fire in your house on Shabbos. So we know that that means you're not supposed to ignite a new fire on Shabbos, but you can have an existing fire in your house on Shabbos. That's how uh, you know, we're able to heat things up. You can have a fireplace burning before Shabbos. You can have the heat going before Shabbos. You can have uh, food cooking before Shabbos. You just can't do it on Shabbos. The tzedakim took the Pasuk literally, and they did what? They said, there's no fire in the house on our Shabbos. They're very from. It's not from guy. They, they mangled the whole Pasuk, and they, they were, it was ridiculous, because they didn't believe in our Messiah of Tarot Shabbat Beh. But they said, okay, the Tarot says black and white. You can't have fire in your house. So they, they did not, they were freezing cold in the winter. They didn't have any fireplace going, and they didn't have any hot food the whole Shabbos. That's why, by the way, we have what? Cholent, the whole minute of having cholent. Anyone know how you say cholent in, in Ivrit? Chamin, right? What does chamin mean? Hot food. Because cholent doesn't, doesn't have to be cholent. It's really, it, it, cholent is just a good example of something that's hot. And the reason why we have hot food on Shabbos is because we don't want to be like the tzedakim. We want to show that the tzedakim are wrong, that we believe that you can have fire in your house, you just can't light a fire. So that's why cholent and anything hot is a very important minute to keep. Um, Which means? Oh, wow. Okay, very cool. So, so, but what's the pshat? Why does the Torah say, that it should be between your eyes? Which is very misleading because, you know, it does sound a lot like you should put, it's an ornament between my eyes. So I should put my tefillin right between my eyes. And sometimes it's sad, you go to certain shuls and you see like, like older people generally, like very old people, you ever see that? They have like the tefillin mamish between their, their eyes. And then if you go over to them and you say, you know what, I th- they, they, they get very upset. It's not their fault. They probably at one point did have it in the right place, but over a year, over many, many years, the leather stretches and the hairline recedes. And, the hairline recedes. <laughs> and then, uh, it's not funny actually, but anyway, but uh, <laughs> the hairline recedes and, um, and, then, and then before you know it, you have... Uh, you have, uh, you know, the tefillin just get lower and lower. They don't know to, uh, you know, to readjust it. And if you offer to readjust it, sometimes they take it very personally for some reason. Some don't, but many do. And, uh, but it's sad. That's mamish. They're not yet. You're not yet to the mitzvah tefillin. The tefillin has to be on top of your head. It has to be, you know, in front, before the, the headline, the headline, the, the, uh, the hairline. And, um... But yet the Pasuk says, it's such a strange thing. Obviously, we understand it means that, okay, on top of your head, it has to be, you know, between the eyes. That's why everybody goes like this, right? Because it has to be between the eyes. But it, it still is a strange thing. The Pasuk says that it's, it sounds literal, that it sounds like something that's very misleading almost. It sounds like this is the Makam of Tillin. And it bothered me for many years until I saw this guy, and because I think that maybe the Pasuk is telling us something deeper. The Pasuk is saying, yeah, you're right. The tefillin has to be on top of your head. But the, the, the real tefillin, the real tefillin has to be between your eyes. 
meaning all the seepage of the Yerushamayim, Shem Hashem, Shema Yisrael, Yerushamayim, Kabbalah, Salam, Mitzvah, all the things that are contained in the Tefillin Shalraish, has to seep into your head, and it ends up between your eyes. You understand? It's going, you're, what's between your eyes? Your brain is between your eyes. The Tefillin Shalraish were never designed to just sit on top of your head. The Tefillin Shoresh were designed, obviously that's the place that there's a mitzvah to put them, but the real, if you were to get, like, let's say you, were supposed, you would you'd be able to take some spiritual x-ray of a person, of, a, of the Vilna guy wearing his Tefillin Shoresh, you would see something amazing. You would see that it might be sitting on his head, but they're really submerged in his brain, they're submerged between his eyes. That's where the Tefillin are, because that's where, that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. It doesn't, he doesn't want it on top of your head. He wants it to sit there, maybe in a physical way, but that ultimately the, the situs of tefillin should trickle. If they're not trickling in, if you don't get any, any reality from the tefillin if, tefillin, if you put your tefillin on and you take it off and nothing changed in you and in me, then I'm not saying you didn't get the mitzvah, you certainly did get the mitzvah, but all of the, the reality of the mitzvah, the, the beauty of the mitzvah, is something that you really are lacking. Because, you know, we just do it by rote, we throw it on, we take it. We're like that innkeeper that really got no, uh, got very little in terms of, no one was afraid of looking at him because he wasn't really wearing it in, a, in, a, in the truest form. Did you want to say something? Yes, um, there, there have been studies done, uh, there's an aura that the work done, and it, it, it's, it's, it gets smaller after, but it stays even after. There's an aura, there's like what, there's some extra energy? Yes, it's a, it's a kind of study. Really? That's very cool. Where did you see this? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. I think it was, oh, it was in, like, I was in the Raised in Miracle. Sorry? Raised in Miracle. Oh, come on. He, he never wrote it in Israel. He, he, he wrote both about these things. Very interesting. Okay, that's one thing. I want to just share with you, it's getting late. Um, I want you to know I have these, the past three weeks... This is not to guilt anybody, just to give you a, a, an appreciation of how much I appreciate you coming. Uh, I had three chasnas, three Tuesday nights in a row, and uh, a very close Talmudim. Every one of them is like, you know, I, I really, you know, I really wanted to be there for the chuppah, and they wanted to give me brachas under the chuppah, etc., T4. But, um, but I didn't go because I wanted to be here. I'm going to run right afterwards, but... Uh, uh, but I just want you to understand that it means a lot to me, this vad. It's very dear to my heart, and I, and I appreciate that everybody comes out every Tuesday night, but don't, I don't take it for granted, and I don't want you to take it for granted. Um, I just want to end with one yesite about what we were talking about. You know, when we were bar mitzvah, all of us, I think, uh, uh, like I said, we put on our tefillin with such perfection. We, it meant something to us. And then as we get older and older, we get less and less inclined to really tap into that Vilna Gain version of the Tefillin Shabarash. Uh, I was once at, uh, at a yeshiva in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael, in Yerushalayim, um, by the Kaisel. Uh, you know what, I said base, I'll say it, it's, it's Nativ. Um, but, uh, and, and Nativ is like, you know, the best piece of real estate, you know, arguably in the world. As you know, and they have a you know merpeset that overlooks the kaisel, and it's amazing. So I was standing out there, I was recruiting there, I was giving a speech, and then before the speech, I had a few minutes. I took a coffee, I went out to uh, the merpeset there, and I was like just like in awe 
of being able to see, you know, the Makam HaMikdash, the, the, the Kaisal Naravi, uh, in such a beautiful, like, you know, not, you know, you're not standing near it, you stand, like, it's like, it looks like a, like a, a physical postcard, and it's amazing, like, to be able to, to be in yeshiva that, that has such a, anyway, there are two guys, uh, I guess it was in the middle of the year already, two, two Shana Aleph guys, and I was schmoozing with them a little bit, I said, you know, what's your name, where are you from? I said, by the way, guys, uh, do you, do you understand this chus that you have to be able to be in this yeshiva and to be able to walk out on Merpeset or from you know, certain classrooms, from certain uh, windows in the, in the yeshiva, be able to look out on the, on the Kaisal Maravi? Do you understand what that is? So they both like, look at each other and they both like, look to the ground, like bashful of some sort. I said, what's wrong? Did I say something wrong? He said, no, but... You know, the first week that we were here in Yeshiva, every time we came out here, we were like, wow, you know, we are so lucky. We're able to be in this Yeshiva looking at the Kaisal Ma'ravi and like, it's, every, it's like the coolest thing in the world. He says, Rabbi, today, half a year in, he says, it's just a wall. It just became a wall. I used to have a cousin that lived in the old city, an older cousin, a cousin of my father. And... And I said, wow, you know, this is when I was a little kid. I said, you know, and I, I, every, I think we all have like a natural attraction to the Kaisal. So I just asked them as a little child, like, how do you, do you daven like Shachris Mincha Meirev every day by the Kaisal? He says, I don't think I've been to the Kaisal for like a few years now. The guy lives like literally a four minute walk to the Kaisal. I said, how could you not, how could you not like go to the Kaisal like in years? You live right here, you live in the old city. And he said, like, you know, it just, it, it's not on my radar. And that's, that's a human being. It's not, that's not a bad human being. That's a human being. These are, that's what happens to us. We get, we desensitize to something that's holy. When we're young, we don't. When we're young, we're, you know, at the Kaisel, every time we go to the Kaisel, we're diving, we're crying, it means something. And we put on tefillin, you know, when we're young, just by our mitzvah, you know, uh, I remember you know, my father used to let me put on my tefillin as soon as he got it. Every night I'd come running home, and as a 12-year-old boy, I, would like, I, I, was so, I was just like practicing. I was like so excited to put it on, looking in the mirror, making sure it's straight. And, and then like, you know, over the course of time, things change, and suddenly, you know, we just get like cold to mitzvahs. And, and that's a terrible thing. That's a terrible thing. That's something, it's human, but just because it's human doesn't mean it's acceptable. It's not. How do you get back? How do you get that feeling back as that we had when we were children? I think, you know, one way to do it is that pretend your tefillin chas v'shalom was lost. I remember, you know, I, Baruch Hashem, I've never lost my tefillin, but like I know there are people that, you know, it gets lost on, a, on an airline or, you know, you misplace it and, and it's lost. And then when it's lost, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I need my tefillin. Like when something is lost, then you begin to, to pine for it. When you know that it's yours and it's like easy every day in and out, chick chak, then you, it just, it, it's, it's, it's less interesting, it's less important. If a person would like think like, let's say I lost my tefillin, like wouldn't I love to get them back tomorrow morning and put them on? I'd put them on like, like, you know, never before. So imagine that they're lost and then you find them and then you put them on new tomorrow morning. And before you put them on, you think like, 
this is a special thing. This is not a, it's not a given. And when a person does that, that's a person that could be a great husband because he's going to think every time, you know, before he comes home, he's like, you know, I'm not going to take my marriage for granted. I'm not going to take my wife for granted. I'm not going to take my friends for granted. I'm not going to, you know, I, my learning for granted. If a person is able to always like really renew his connection with something and, and, and psych himself up and excite himself to, to do something new, and to not look at it like a wall, and to not look at it like some, some black boxes that we put, like, understand, and that's why we're learning. That's what this vat is all about, that we're learning, we're seeing things through new eyes. Tonight we learned a major sight about tefillin. Tefillin is not just to put on these things, your phylacteries, whatever it is, you know, on your hands and on your, on, on your, on your head, but it's to go, these, the, the sightus of these tefillin are supposed to go into our bloodstream intravenously, and it's supposed to go into our brain. And then when it's able to do that, and we're able to have kavana when we daven, through the tefillin, the tefillin is supposed to inspire us, it's supposed to open up our brain to all these yisaitis, kabos alamitzas, kabos machashamayim. Now when we sang shema, the shema has much more meaning. When we davening shema nesri to the rabbanishim, it has more meaning because... Our body is now animated by the Kedusha of the Tefillin, and that's really what it's supposed to be. So, Mitzvah Hashem, tomorrow morning we have a new opportunity. Forget, you know, what happened until now, but tomorrow morning let's all of us try to remember this sight of the Vilna Gain. Before we put on our film, let's stop a minute and not just throw them on. First of all, we have to get to davening on time, maybe a little early in order to, to do this. If we come to davening by Yishtabach, then of course we're going to throw it on. But if we're, if we're coming and we have a little bit more time to think, it's a great way of really beginning the davening. There's no greater introduction to davening than putting on tefillin with the right kavanas um, and maybe looking at those l'shem yichads that are said before the tefillin to get the right kavanas in it. But in Mitzvah Hashem, it'll be, tomorrow will be the first day of the rest of our lives and maybe we'll be able to inspire ourselves and to infuse our body, our amachei varma, shasagidem, with the Kedusha Satfilin.